Hey there, and welcome to my Camino on a Treadmill. This is my day 49, following BK Lee, uh, who is on his day 11. So yeah, we're doing the Camino on my treadmill, as you do, in Galway, Ireland. It is uh, 6.25 p.m. here, bank holiday Monday in May. Is that like May Day or something? Socialist revolution celebration or something? I, I don't know. Uh, I certainly don't live in a socialist utopia. <laughs> Does such a thing exist? Let's not go there. Uh, I live in a neoliberal nightmare. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Well, it's not a nightmare for me, but it's certainly uh, not great for everybody. I'm not getting into politics. I don't call myself a lefty because, I don't know, I spent a year in Moscow, post-Soviet Moscow. Yeah, I'm a centrist, yawn, right? Anyway, enough about that. There's enough people talking about politics who actually know about it. And God knows even they can be boring, so... <sighs> you don't want to hear me talk about politics. <clears throat> what else? So what are we going to talk about today? Okay. <laughs> I've absolutely nothing worked out. Yesterday was a disaster. I did start off, I told a tale about being chased by a mad woman in Russia. Really did happen, it was a bit crazy. Man, a lot of crazy, a lot of crazy stuff went down over there. Whew. <laughs> Funny time to be there, 92, 93. Post-communism, early capitalism, uh, mafia fighting for their stakes, you know, for their territory, shootouts, murders. Um, and also I got, I got nearly got embroiled in a sex tape. <laughs> oh, I have to bring that up. I like to just drop that in and make it sound all kind of, I don't know, adventurous and sleazy and weird and strange. And it's not as weird as it sounds. Well, it would have been. It would have been as weird as it sounds if <laughs> if I'd taken the bait. Yeah, I know I told the story here before. So, will I tell it again? No, I'll, I'll give you just the brief synopsis. I didn't know what it was at the time, but. So I'm there studying film in Russia living in a 15-floor building. They call it the Opsizhizia. That's where all the students from the college live. And uh, people were always, there's a few Irish people over there. A group of us went over through a kind of dodgy agent to organize it. I, I retract that statement, an agent, an agent who organized it. And um, what happened? Used to, the Irish people, we used to get cornered all the time in lifts. People were fascinated by us and wanted to offer us vodka or sell us drugs or whatever. And uh, no comment on whether I purchased said offerings or not. But it was always, aside from, aside from you know, weed or whatever, it was vodka, 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 you must drink vodka all the bloody time. Oh my God, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. When Camino, get a bell, ding, ding. Bloody cyclists. <laughs> That's what I should have done on the Camino. I should have barked at them. And I hear voices, I hear voices. And the people coming up on us, don't let them overtake, BK. Don't let them overtake. Maybe that's BK's friend, because, no, there's only one shadow now. Long shadow of BK. Sometimes there's someone with them and you don't know because they don't talk. But there's one long shadow. I'm not getting anywhere with my songwriting. Oh yeah, I'll get back to this sex tape in a second. Gotta keep, just put that out there to keep you listening. Um, with my writing of country songs, that is. Sorry. Oh, when Camino, get a bell, ding, ding. Get a bell, ding, ding. Good morning. 
recyclers. I got a funny story about that, about me doing dog impersonations. I'm pretty good. I do a mean dog, I think. Of course, now I'm getting performance anxiety now that I've announced that. But uh, do a good cat as well. I do lots of different types of meows. Hey, been around cat. I've been around cats and dogs growing up, but more cats at the moment. Um, so let's see what we got lined up. So I'm gonna, I'll tell you the story about me impersonating dogs on a movie, okay? And then I'll tell you about, we'll come back to the sex tape, the alleged sex tape. Was there something else? Doesn't matter, I've lost it. So, I was working for Roger Corman, Concord Studios, many moons ago in Galway, Ireland. I came over and made these kind of schlocky, semi-erotic, um, thriller-type movies. You know. Corman was known for that, churning out cheap and nasty films and making a quick book. It was great training, though, I have to say in terms of learning the ropes. Then through that, I met John Borman's editor, who was, because John Borman co-produced an Irish film they made there with um, Mia Farrow. Actually met her son, Moses. He was at a party in our house, even. Uh, he's the one who's not taking her side at the moment. Definitely not getting into that. But then I met John Borman's editor, and then he took me with him on The General. And, uh, yeah, I kind of went freelance after that. And here I am, living the dream, with two cats, a treadmill, and a sad lamp. What can I say? You work hard, you get the gains, you know? No pain, no gain, my friend. So, anyway, uh... Duh, duh, duh. Oh yeah, so me doing a dog, so yeah, I mean, there was one editor we worked with, myself and Dara. I did tell you a story about Dara, me and Michelle working with him. I won't even do him the justice of giving him a name. Um, very uh, unhappy and sick person, one might say. But <laughs> we laugh when we look back, but I mean, yeah, look, he, I was a nervous wreck by the t uh, time I was finished with him. He'd be delighted to hear that, I think, because that's... People like that get off on that for some reason. Sorry to tell you, I'm not anymore, though. So, anyway. Get a bell, ding, ding. Bloody cyclists have taken over. So, anyway. We were getting sound effects. We were doing sound effects for the film, and, like, sometimes... Nowadays, it's easy to go online and download lots of different effects, and you get... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's easy enough to access them. We didn't have money at the time. And this is, like, the 90s. And, uh, yes, I am that old. And, uh... Yeah. Let's going. Oh, get a bell. I'm going up to 4.8, because I need to get my heart points going. It is Monday, after all. So, let's get some water into me. So anyway, actually, Josh Brolin was in the film. Ooh, name drop. Because his dad, James Brolin, ooh, another name drop, uh, was in the film. Who, he, at the time, he was dating Barbara Streisand, another name drop. Yes, I met her. I went to her house and tuned in her TV. I met her at least once, and maybe just the once. Then her assistant went to the shop, and it's just me and Barbara in the house. I'm just meant to tune in the TV for Jim Brolin because he needed to watch his rushes or his dailies, i.e. the footage they shoot, shot. And then she's, oh, James, I need my Sky TV. And I don't know, I got all the channels working for her anyway. So then her assistant went to the local shop. This is like in the middle of nowhere in Connemara. Now I had to phone the shop. She didn't have a cell phone. I mean, not many of us had cell phones back then. If she had one, it wouldn't have worked in Ireland. Camino, get a bell, ding, ding. 
Oh my God, the revenge of the cyclist. So anyway, get a bell, ding, ding. I had to phone the assistant, phone the shop, shop on Fubble, it was called. It's now Joyce's. And I uh, had to describe the assistant, get her on the phone and say, Barbara wants natural yogurt. So yeah, she tipped me 20, 20 pounds, I think it was in the day. Man, I felt rich. That was a big tip back then for me. I know you're thinking, why didn't she give me a thousand bucks or something, right? I know, I know. I hear you. Far be it for me to say that, but I, I hear you. So, of course, the editor was annoyed I was spending time with Barbara. He was a bit jealous, I think. Anyway, enough about that. But, so, we were recording some temp effects on, like, a tape recorder using our voices. Like, I remember Dara doing a plane flying by. And I remember, or no, a bomb explosion. I think we did planes flying by as well. Get a bell, ding, ding. Bloody cyclists everywhere, ruining my concentration. So anyway, um, oh, I feel good today. I was, I was tired earlier today. Man, I was so tired. Just, I'm taking siestas these days and I realize uh, it's come to that point again, I have to give up coffee. I just, I feel a lot better off it, you know, much as I like it. And it is so pleasurable, the first coffee of the day, but I know when I'm off it, I feel better. So I shall start tapering tomorrow, forthwith. Starting tomorrow, I have to taper or I get blinding headaches. So there, a fascinating little bit of information for you there. Anyway, um, I remember Dara doing an explosion and it kind of, you know, it was so distorted with his mouth so close to the mic, it sounded realistic. It's only at the end, you know, he's kind of It's only at the end when it fades out, you can kind of hear his voice, that you can hear that it's a human voice. So I did, they had some scenes, so Jim Brolin, no, Josh Brolin wasn't a big shot then like he is now. If he was, in fairness, he wouldn't have been in that film. But there was something about a dog. There was a psycho guy in it. And there was something about a dog being trapped. No, but I think the psycho killed humans, but he loved animals. It was kind of deep like that, you know, it had all these resonances. Sort of subplots and Jungian psychology and whatnot, you know? And uh, I jest, but there was a dog trapped off screen. That's all I remember, they needed the sound. So I supplied that. So I'm going A whining puppy, pretty good, huh? Anyway, the producer, Marianne, comes in, she's listening to the, she's watching the edit, and then they hear the sound of the dog. She laughed. She not only did she recognize it, not only did she know it was a human, she knew it was me. So, just to be clear, these were temp sound effects. They were not, you know, you often put in temp sound effects, and even temp music, and it all gets changed later. So, it, no, it didn't go out like that. I hasten to add. Anyway, those were the days. Working with bullies and imitating dogs. Sure. What more could you ask for? Sure, it didn't do me any harm, did it? I turned out all right in the end. Not. <laughs> okay. I've been walking 14 minutes. I got confused yesterday because when Camino bloody cyclists get a bell, ding, ding. So I got confused because the treadmill, the, the video was had been running longer than the treadmill and of course, I thought there was a mistake, but it's because I stopped every time BK stopped. Anyway, that's all. And then my, when I stopped and started again, the treadmill shorted out the electricity and oh man, it was, I got up and going again, but I had to re-edit it, but I lost my focus. So that was me imitating a dog. I'm sure I have lots of stories from that era, the Concord era. Um, Buen Camino, get a bell, ding, ding. So, just when I was saying the other day, there weren't many cyclists on this Camino. 
they start appearing out of nowhere. The cyclists. Um, whew, 4.8 kilometers an hour. Apologies for the sniffles. I need a plug-in just to remove them automatically. So, now I have, I've, got, I've lost my train of thought, so I'm going down to 4.7. And I'll have some water. Okay, you want to know about the sex tape. I told it already, here's the quick version. So I'm staying in the hostel in the, the Opsjajitia, as we called it, on the 14th floor. Room 1410, I think, for my Russian listeners. And um, in the lift, I get stopped by a Georgian guy with his friend, who, whom I presume is also Georgian and looks like a rabbi. So I henceforth refer to as the rabbi. He had a beard and dark clothes. And I think he had a kind of, he must have had, a, did he have that kind of rabbi type hat? I mean, I don't know, let's say he did. They asked me, did I want to be in a play? Okay, here's a quick version. I'm like, this is all in Russian, by the way, this conversation, yeah, sure, duh, duh, can you smell? So I arranged to meet them the next day in a room in the college. <clears throat> and he's here saying, they introduced me to this young, attractive, Muscovite woman. And she's sitting on a bench or something. And he's saying, well, basically, Leo, in the play, you come home from the war, you've been away fighting. He didn't, no script or anything. Also, let's just reality check. I had been living for, <clears throat> let's say six months in Moscow, less than a year anyway. I had just learned a tiny bit of Russian before going and more over there. My Russian was, I was a fast enough learner, but I mean, it was, you know, pretty basic, let's face it. So, uh, enough to understand this conversation, but I mean, to be in a play, come on. So he's saying you were back from the war and your wife is waiting here for you and uh, you meet her and she's sitting on the bed waiting for you and then and then he pauses and then the rabbi guy who says nothing just kind of starts laughing <laughs> and I'm kind of everything was so surreal over there you, you just can't believe it everything was so surreal I was 21 or 22 at the time I mean and it was nothing like the world I had grown up in I mean it was so liberating in that way and uh, I'm like, what's going on here? This is a bit weird. But I'm also, well, let's not rule it out. <laughs> oh my God, it's amazing what, you know, the things you'll consider. I mean, I'm kind of like, this has to be some, get a bell, ding, ding, Juan Camino. Man, the cyclists are everywhere. It's I, I like, it has to be a setup, I'm thinking, but I'm like, well, I'll just play along. I said, okay need some time to think about it <laughs> and uh, then she gives me her number and said well if you ever need to rehearse I can't even remember the word for rehearse in Russian now but see back then in the Russian classes we did in the film college we all the terminology we learned was all about filming and acting and so you know that's the kind of word you'd learn early on is it like Raz something? I don't know. Raz I, I, I don't. I won't pretend to know. I kind of regret that. You know, if I'd been there two years, my Russian would have been better. And anyway, I came back. Buen Camino, get a bell, ding, ding. I came back and I got the job with the Corman Concord Studios, which, you know, despite working with the bully, uh, I met Borman's editor and it kind of set me up. I learned to craft, you know, I still have that to this day. Editing. It's not my favourite thing in the world, but it's, yeah, it's, it's good to have a craft, you know, and I ended up directing, but I tell you, if I didn't have the editing, trying to get work as a director, it's not easy. Maybe I would have, if I just had that, I would have fought harder. But no, it made me a better director too, so anyway. Enough about that. Now I'm just, I'm a writer, that's my thing. Hoping to uh, 
What's, what are we looking at here now? All these upright branches on the left. Oh, it's a sort of homemade bells line. I can't see too well in this screen. Walking through a forest. Yeah, I would have walked through this area in the, I left really early in the dark, almost, you know, with a light on my head. I walked 40 kilometers to Burgos. Yeah, they were my only two long days, a 45 and a 40. The rest, I, well, overall I averaged 23.5. I had one day that was only six kilometers and another that was similar. Um, so, give me your number. Oh, here's your, my number, she says. We can rehearse. Of course, Muggins here, one night, drunk. You know, no cell phones or anything, no, no mobile phones. Had to call her from a landline, which wasn't easy, because you needed Copex, which were hard to come by because of inflation. Anyway, I called the number she gave me from a street phone. Luckily, there was no answer. I think the next day I threw away her number because I was like, someday I'll be drunk, I'll call her and she'll answer. Uh, you're asking sex tape, you know, cut to the juicy details. Well, the story kind of ended there. But years later, only a few years ago, I met an English woman on a dating site and really only got chatting because she said she'd been in Moscow. And she was in MGU. Um, Moscow State University in, I think that was more like the south of Moscow. They had, they were in one of those huge Stalin buildings, those massive looking castles. I think there's seven of them in Russia. Don't they call them in Moscow? Don't they call them the Seven Sisters or something? Uh, let's get my fan going here on low. And have some more water. So I'm talking to her. I mean, just by, you know, email, text thingy on the dating app, and she says, uh, oh yeah, um, what's this she said? She said, like, she was over with a few English people. Half of them caught STDs over there, which was foolish, I suppose one might say, or unfortunate, or anyway. That's not the point of the story, but she met people then who had gone to the geek where I went, the film school. And she said, oh yeah, there was loads of sex tapes flying around at the time. And you know, nowadays, <clears throat> scarily, it'd be so easy to make a sex tape, right, with a GoPro camera or a little phone or whatever. When Camino, get a bell, get a bell. Cyclists, cyclists everywhere. Now, there's walkers in front of us, hopefully we'll overtake them. And, uh, she was saying, yeah, there were sex tapes going around everywhere, and it just a penny dropped. That is, like so many weird things happened in Russia that I couldn't, found hard to understand, and I stopped trying to understand, but that was the only explanation for that. If I had gone for the so-called rehearsal with her, God knows people do stupid things in their 20s, and I dare say guys do more stupid things than gals in their 20s. Just a hunch. It's amazing the things you consider doing when you're, you know, well, horny, not to put too fine a point on it. <laughs> horny and young and stupid and, you know, drunk and or stoned. I mean, oh my God, what a fatal combination. How did I ever survive? Um, my mother doesn't listen to this podcast, and uh, I hope to keep it that way. She worries about things that didn't happen to me in the past, let alone things that might actually happen to me in the future. So She's a typical Irish mother in that way, I guess. So, uh, that was my, yeah, that's the sex tape story. Now... What else do I have for you? Concord Films, Concord Studios. Yeah, that was an interesting time, I suppose. I worked crazy hours at the time. Probably illegal hours. There's a lot of that in film and TV. See, I don't do that at the moment, which is good. So. 
I would, I'd like to work illegal hours in my book to get the bloody thing done. And that, that's why, that's why I'm gonna give up the coffee now for the final push, because I know I have more energy when I'm off it. My system is really sensitive. It really is though. So we're gonna be hitting 2K shortly, which is good. Walking for 25 minutes about. Yeah, I definitely feel a lot less groggy than I did earlier after my siesta. So, um, trying to talk about the Camino for a change. I seem to talk about everything but the Camino, which, let's just move this mic. Which is not that unrealistic, because on the Camino, it's not like you're thinking about it the whole time. I have an overactive mind. So on it, all the stuff I'm spouting here was probably coming out. But yeah, I, I did find it tough. There's no two ways about it. I found it real tough. Like I say, I kind of figure I was suffering from anxiety at the time, undiagnosed, which didn't help. And I remember the last week, something inside me had almost given up, you know? Just wanted it to be over. Up to that point, I didn't feel that. Hey, but that's okay, right? Sorry, I keep playing with this mic. Um, that's okay, I finished. Everybody is tested in some way on it. And uh, some people don't finish because of injuries or something. I mean, some people get held up by blisters. I was lucky I really didn't. I got one or two small ones, but nothing that stopped me in my tracks. My only major physical problem was my knees early on. And then I got sticks, took it a bit easy and got over that. Got checked by the hospital and was told. That's the great thing, being an EU citizen. Don't mean to rub it into my UK friends, but you can walk in anywhere with your card. What's the E111 or whatever they call it? You get free care, healthcare. Got my knees checked out. Then halfway through, I got a chest infection, just after Burgos, somewhere after Burgos. And uh, <clears throat> got free antibiotics for that. And uh, other than that, the only other problem was, I would say psychologically in the last week, I just didn't want to finish it. And I was getting into bad habits. I'd bought a big pack of M&Ms. I remember one day I ate those at the start of the walk. And then of course you get that slump later, you know. And uh, maybe stopping early, having a beer, disaster, disaster. You really don't want to do that. A Coke is good for the last maybe five kilometers or something, but not a beer. Uh-uh. But you know what? I made it. I made it. Damn it. I made it. And I bought myself a ring at the end of it, which I've since lost. But it could be in my... could be somewhere in the house. But either way, when I finish this, I'll... I found the same ring online, I'll order another one because I'll have earned it. So, I couldn't just buy one otherwise, you know? Like, I earned that first ring, so I need to earn the second one. I actually had planned to do the Camino Porto from Porto um, in Portugal, yes, correct. Uh, last year, I had a loose plan, I think I would have done it, but I mean, COVID finish that off. I was reading today that it looks like they won't read herd immunity in, reach herd immunity in America because they won't get enough people to take it. They also figure because of the virulence of the new variants they'll need um, you need a higher number to take it to reach herd immunity and um, too many deniers and crackpots Thanks, I suppose. 
I was going to say thanks to social media, but that has both a good and a bad role, I suppose, in the whole thing. Yeah, they don't want to get the Bill Gates microchip. I get it. I get it. No, I don't. So, I'm going to overtake these people soon, I think. Which is good. Then I'll slow down to 4.6 kilometers an hour. But yeah, the last week, whew, I just wanted to be done. That's okay. Damn it, if it's not hard, it's not worth it, you know? Something like that. Do you know, I heard them on Radio 4. I love their Sunday morning programming. I heard something understood, followed by on your farm, followed, which is great, even though farming isn't my thing. On Camino, we're overtaken. Oh, and there's a cyclist. Get a bell, ding, ding. Okay, we're overtaking pedestrians. This is a great moment. And one more. Let's go up to 4.8 to catch up with this person. So, um, but yeah, they were talking about pilgrimages on, I think, Sunday. That's the news program, well, based around kind of religious topics on Radio Forest on Sundays. And I think different people wrote in about Caminos, but of course, Camino de Santiago was the most talked about. But someone talked about one they did in Japan, I think, uh, a pilgrimage. And it sounded interesting. But they were saying, you know, it's interesting, you, you go to, on these trails, you don't always pass through the nice touristy places. And that's part of the appeal for me and for that person who wrote in, you know, that's, that's part of it. It's more like real life. So you get people who do the Camino, they get a bus to take them up to all the nice places. I mean, fair enough, but... I'll try not to judge them. I'll judge them silently, okay? That's my favorite method of judgment. Highly recommended, silent judgment. Because no one can call you on it. You can say, oh, I wasn't judging you. No, do whatever you want. You went, you took, you got a bus. Well, okay, whatever you're into. If, that's, if that works for you, okay, fine. So you hear the passive aggressive voice there, yeah? I'm an expert, so. Oh, well done, you got a bus to all the nice pits, okay. So that's how you chose to do it, okay. Okay. Ah, oh, we're still not overtaking this person. Mm -hmm. That song that was in my head recently from Oliver the Musical. Oh, we're overtaken. Who will buy these da 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 I can't remember. Who will buy these beautiful... What was it? Strawberries or something? I don't know. When Camino, we overtook someone there a while ago. Um, there was another song from Oliver in my head. I don't think they'll be playing that on the TV anymore because Fagan was a kind of Jewish stereotype, which I didn't realize as a kid. So, I suspect it won't be back. When Camino get a bell, ding, ding. See, they never use bells. Bloody cyclists. They just come whizzing by, you know? Ruining everybody's serenity, even mine, here on my treadmill. It's just not right, I tell you. Oh, man, I've 26 minutes to go. Okay, well, let's... Let's go to 4.6 for starters and get my fan on high. Get some water into me. Don't even have anything lined up to eat. Probably just have soup. I had, oh, you see, I went and I bought this crusty cob bread and I ate half of it in the form of sandwiches, which felt great. But then I conked out in the afternoon. That's what happens. Carb overload, and Jimmy is gone. Kaput. Out cold. <sighs> what can you do? <sighs> yeah, I won't eat much tonight, but you know, 
I plan on doing more writing now. I went through a long phase of writing in bed and I broke that habit today. I just had to, it's not good. So you can see my writing computer. I've got a thing called FreeWrite, a smart typewriter, which is great for first draft. I can look over, I see it over there and I will be going on to that after my Camino. I don't think I'll shower tonight because I don't mind sleeping in all sweaty, dried sweat because it's just me and the cats and they don't mind. And first thing in the morning, God willing, I'll do another Camino, then I'll have a shower. And then I'll feel like a million dollars. Capiche? So, 4.6, hmm. Tempted to go to 4.5, but I do want to get the hard points. Ah. Yeah. What a lovely day. Heard a bit of bird song there, I think, from, from the uh, video. Oh yeah. So, I'm just listening to the sound of the of footsteps and kind of feels a bit trance-like. Alleluia, brother. Alleluia. So, you're waiting for me to talk, tell you a story. Well, maybe, maybe I don't have one. friend Declan was suggesting I start reading the Richard Rohr emails. He sends out good emails for topics to talk about. That's a good plan. I should probably do that. Um, I guess I would like to talk about more spiritual topics. But once you get into that zone of defining things as spiritual, it's a bit of a rabbit hole in some ways and a bit of a trap. I mean, there's a whole industry around that. People who call themselves spiritual. As I said before, I don't buy that. Like, spiritual pride, you know, is a dangerous and, um, what's the word, enticing thing, you know? But, I don't know, you gotta be careful. This idea that I'm spiritual and you're not is ridiculous. <clears throat> People like to do it all the time. Oh, he's not spiritual. Well, either we all are or nobody is. If there is such a thing, then you can talk about spiritual health. Maybe some are more spiritually healthy than others, but I don't know. If you're really singing from the rooftops about it, I'm not sure if that's ideal. Oh, look at me judging again. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I've just... What can I say? I'm, I'm the king of judgment, silent judgment. Yeah. In other words, I'm spiritually sick. Oh well. What can I say? Guilty as charged, Your Honour. Lock me up. Throw away the key. I do have a materialist side. It doesn't dominate me. I'm just looking at my nice Seiko watch. I like that. I regret the Tissot watch. It's beautiful, but it's just a little big on my wrist. I think it is beautiful though, but it looks wrong with the t-shirt, that's for sure. I think after the lockdown, I'll go probably visit London. I like London. And uh, I might actually drive there via Hollyhead because that's a route in my book, you know, for some inspiration. But the, um, might find a good second-hand watch store and do a trade, you know, on the T-cell for another watch. We'll see. Nice slim dress watch. But the Seiko is really my day-to-day -day watch, no doubt about that. I'll nerve it. Yeah, it just looks good. It's got that blue, navy, and red bezel, the Pepsi bezel, as they call it, which, yeah, it's kind of nice. 
When you live in a country that doesn't have enough light, like Ireland, a little bit of brightness is good. I wouldn't call it tacky either. So there. Anyway, 20 minutes to go. And, uh, yeah, I haven't a clue what I'm going to say. I'll be slowing down shortly, I think. I do recommend the Camino, though. And I think redoing it now, that's interesting. When you do it, when I did it, you know, in a way, maybe I was detached or it just, it just became like a dream. As I said, my old life after a week was like a dream. But even the Camino itself just, maybe that's where I was, I wasn't fully present. Became dreamlike in a way. It's interesting though, you kind of meet yourself when you do things like this. One thing I noticed, you know, I, I'm not great in large groups of people and you'll see if you end up in a town in a hostel with you know a lot of people around, you can see some people form big groups and have dinner together. Others end up, <coughs> I would end up on my own or with one person. Or I wasn't antisocial, but I'd never be in the big groups, you know. And I do have a certain type of charisma that I think comes out in this, but that's when I'm on my own talking into a microphone. I think it comes out of my writing. I think that's where I want to express my charisma, you know. Um, I know when I used to play with this ukulele group, before I fell out of the creative differences, <clears throat> there'll be a book written about that someday, no doubt. Uh, it's up there at the splitting up of the Beatles and the Smiths, I dare say. But I remember when we performed, I loved performing, you know, and I wasn't scared of it either. But um, when we performed afterwards, like my, that definitely my performance alter ego would come out. But then afterwards, I'd feel all shy and just want to get away, you know? It's interesting. It's, that's, I think that's a common thing from what I hear. So let's go down to 4.5. I've, I've done enough for today. And, uh, yeah, as I said, I recommend the Camino. I'm redoing it now. Am I fully engaging with it? I don't know because I'm talking, you know. I may edit these. Right now I'm uploading them as, as they are, as are, as is, or whatever the phrase is but I might do an edit. See, I think if I want to do a book based on the transcripts, it might make sense to, first of all, edit them all down to 15-minute sections. If I've time, I mean, damn it. I mean, as it is, I'll be, the rest of this year, that my book is number one. So we'll see. But, um, yeah, at some stage, because, they say it's good when you finish the first draft of your book to, um, what do they say? It's good to park it for six weeks. A lot of people seem to say six weeks, you know. I think they say at least six weeks anyway. I feel though I've been with this draft so long, like over a year at this stage, that the start of it I've almost forgotten, but no, I'll try and take a break, but I could dive into editing the Camino. Um, but I think it might be better to look at a starting a draft of something else, you know, maybe. Like that young adult book. There's one that I wrote that, that I, I wrote part one of. I wrote part one a few times, abandoned it. I will come back to it though. Maybe I'll have a look at that. I think it could make a great trilogy. Let's see, let's see. Or maybe I'll just go out and enjoy life, especially if this 
if we get a handle on this um, COVID thing, which I'm not too sure. I mean, we're opening up again slowly in Ireland. I'm sure the numbers will go up. I wonder the people who say it's all bullshit, I wonder how they factor India into that. I'm sure they have some, well, bullshit to explain that to. Uh, yeah, I'm marking all my episodes as explicit, so just to be safe, I, I swear at least once in each one. That's the new protocol. I don't want to waste an explicit tag, you know? So, we're on our own now. Just B and BK. A treadmill, a sad lamp, two cats, wherever they are. Upstairs, I'd say Bobby is on my office chair. Bessie is on my bed, where sometimes she has a little bed just on top of the boiler. Because <laughs> it's warm there. No, she's not blocking any vents. But thanks for your concern. Now, when I hit 3.6 kilometers, which is any second now, I'm going down to 4.4 kilometers an hour. And nobody can talk me out of it, okay? It's just, that's what I'm doing. Deal with it. Yeah, it'd be nice to do five days in a row to this week, try and get in that habit. I think when I give up the coffee, my output, Camino output and writing output will go up. Let's find out. No, I'm doing it this time. I've done it before and uh, maybe I should stick with it this time. Life does feel boring without coffee, I have to admit. Of all the kind of drugs, you know, caffeine is relatively innocuous. And I love, there's a lovely high from it pleasant high but no I, I feel better off it much better so that's worth chasing I guess okay now I'm going down to 4.4 kilometers an hour hope you're all fascinated by all the words coming out of my mouth in random order hopefully it's all making sense Let's check my hard points. I must have clocked up 40 of them anyway. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think I've a, I got a match on Tinder. Let's check my hard points first. 44, okay. Da -da -da. Let's have a look at Tinder, see what's, what's coming up, what's going on. Let's move again. I've been using the super light lately just to make sure someone sees it. It's a bit of a risk though, because super like they might think you're in love. In love. I don't fall in love that easy. I'll have you know. But yeah, it's hard to combine super like with a playing hard to get strategy. Definitely. Wonder, is that even possible? Super like has an air of desperation about it. The problem is, if you don't use the um, peak boost thing on Tinder, a lot of people don't see your likes. So anyway, you either buy more peaks or you use the super like. Oh God, I'm sick of it all. <laughs> oh, yeah. So 49 minutes I've been walking. Hey, I'm walking here. Okay, so. Um, I watched, oh yeah, watched the film again. I've seen it at least twice before. This was either my third or fourth viewing. Win-win, Paul Giamatti. And he's the only actor I know in it. His wife is played by Amy, I think it's Amy Ryan, is it? Or Amy Smith? Amy Ryan. Hmm. I looked that up, hold on now. Screw things up now. Hey Google, win win cast. Don't think that works. Hey Google, win win cast. Oh yeah, 
that sounds silent. Oh, no. Forecast the crew. Cast. Bear with me one minute, please, sir. Amy Ryan. She's amazing. Oh, Bobby Cannavale. He's great in it, too. Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, yeah. Bertie Young. Oh, man. It is a great film. I love it. Paul Giamatti as this hard-pressed lawyer in New Jersey and I won't tell you the whole plot but ends up he ends up sort of taking this a client an older man into his care but then a grandchild arrives and then the grandchild shows up a troubled kid and the grandchild's mother shows up and it's um it's beautiful oh and Amy Ryan, she plays this tough Jersey woman. And that's kind of a thing, I think, isn't it? Like a tough Jersey woman. And she's like, if I meet his mother, I'm gonna beat the crap out of her. But she ends up, she's much got a much softer, softer heart than she lets on. And there's just a scene where she says to the boy, Kyle, troubled kid, and he realizes, he feels he's just been done by by everyone, including Giamatti and me. And they're trying to get him to stay. And she just says, Kyle, we love you. Just really quick and just leaves the room. And then sometime later, he comes up for pancakes for breakfast. And that's all he needed to hear. But it wasn't done in a kind of Disney way. It was just really, she blurted it out. And she's, as I said, she's t a tough cookie, but soft, with a soft heart, warm heart, you know? And... Oh man, it's a lovely film. I love it. And it's also hilarious. A lot of it's really funny. I highly recommend it. Win-win. Maybe I should just talk about movies on this podcast, but I don't watch a lot anymore. I don't really want to get sucked into Netflix and algorithms where they just have you binge-watching your life away. That said, when Better Call Saul comes back, I'll have to check it out because I'm in love with Kim Wexler of course who isn't how could I not be and I feel for Saul Evans some people are telling him he's awful and I'm watching and I'm going he is awful at times but I, I like the guy what can I say you know I like the dude anyway eight minutes to go Bozak Horseman I loved that as well but I don't know, this whole streaming thing, I'm sick of it. Audiobooks, that's my new thing. I get in trouble for that too, people saying, oh, it's not the same as reading. I'm like, okay, well, I'm telling you to fuck off, but I can write it down for you if you prefer that. <laughs> and it's pretty much the same thing, though. Ooh, temper. No, I'm just... Just getting some swear words in there, clocking up my explicit content. That's the market I'm going for now. Uh, tomorrow I'll be doing audio porn. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, Lordy. What am I calling this episode? I don't even know anymore. Who knows? Who knows? I'll figure it out. Right now, I just want to get through it. So let's get some more water into me. Oh yeah, life is good though. I do feel good when I do these. Oh yeah. Let's watch, let's see how the whole giving up coffee thing works out. Things could get real interesting real quick. Yeah, at this stage, as I said, I walked 40 kilometers, starting in the dark. Burgos, where I stopped, had a rest day, and I uh, got, uh, as soon as I rested, what happened? Chest infection. I mean, that's the thing, right? They, they say that, you stop and you get sick. But, as I said, I'd rather a chest infection than banjax my knees or blisters, because I was able to continue <coughs> with it. So, so there. Uh, yeah, 
And also, I didn't get any bed bugs when I got there. And I, there, less and less of those about because the hostels now have special mattresses where the bed bugs can't burrow in just as well. So, if you bring them home with you, oh my God, and they get into your house, it's a nightmare. I think the Russian for bed bugs is plopli, plopli, I think, because someone threw out a chair, we took it into our one of our uh, rooms, and then the dejournea, that's, there's a woman on each floor who looks after the floor, but also kind of tells tales, collects information in good old-fashioned Soviet style. But she was, no, no, the chair has lobby. She was saying, I had to look it up. I think it was bed bugs. So there you go. You've, if you ever need to know the word bed bugs in Russian, lobby or something like that. Could come in useful, could save your life someday. So, 4.2 kilometers, okay. And I'm closing in on the end. I've got four minutes to go. Let's drop my speed a bit. Okay, why not? Oh, that's nice. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. So for two, three and a half minutes to go, we're kind of on a flat here. I seem to remember a big hill up and a big hill down. I don't know, it's all a blur. Also, I can't always judge the angle when I'm watching BK. So sometimes it's more uphill than it looks, but this doesn't look like much of a hell. So, three minutes to go. And uh, I definitely have run out of things to say. I'd love if somebody started using these to fall asleep too. I think that's how I should have marketed them from the word go. But then I'd have to speak a lot slower and not swear and not talk about my, you know, brush with, brushes with the law when you're a sex tape incident. So, you know, there's pluses and minuses. I don't think talking about sex tapes would be good for a falling asleep podcast, would it? I don't think so. I wonder, is there such a thing as... Well, is audio porn must exist. I'll have to investigate that. Maybe I should start doing it. But, like, audio porn to fall asleep to. Yeah, I guess you could have that. Ah, I don't uh, really... I think porn is causing serious problems in our society today. From what I read, let's not even go there. But it's definitely the nature of it and the access to it and the young boys. I'm sorry, man, it can't be good. It can't be good. So I don't even like joking about it, to be honest. Okay, 4.4 kilometers I've walked. And I'm walking at a speed of 4.2, but I'm going to get to 4 just to celebrate the fact I have just over a minute to go. Hope you've all enjoyed listening to me. Hope you've learned something. You've learned the Russian for bed bugs, which is anyone? Correct. Tlopi. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Tlopi. Tlopi. Or is it Tlopi? 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 Ah, anyone. I think you'll cope, you'll manage without it, I dare say. Uh, might as well swear once more. Russian for fuck off is dinahui. There's other ways of saying it, but that's one way. Dinahui. Or dinahui. Okay, so there you go. Definitely earned my explicit tag today. Dinahui. Anyway, enough. Enough of that horrible talk. So, 20 seconds to go. Swear words really don't go down well in Russia in polite society. Like, ooh, way worse than here. You could get the crap beaten out of you if you said it, used them in the wrong place, I think. So I'm led to believe. Um, 30 seconds to go. Well, how about that? So, 
nice talking to you. Hope you can make it again for the next one, which, God willing, will be tomorrow morning. And uh, we see you then. How many seconds to go now? Yeah, okay. So God bless. Buen Camino. See you on the other side. Be good. And talk soon.